0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Spooky AF. My name is Rob and today I'm joined by my co-host Suze. How are you Suze?
1: I'm here. I am present in 2024 which is in and of itself is a miracle.
0: That's good to hear. That's... it's funny actually I've seen quite a lot of memes online of people being like, I've not seen a single person saying 2024 is gonna be my year. And it's like, good, (laughs) you've all learned your lessons.
1: (laughs) I I mean I'm still of the belief, I don't know about you, but I I vividly remember like the first lockdown and then after that everything is just nonsense mush.
0: Yeah, and so I remember us going into 2020 and you and I talking about how 2020 was going to be our year. <laughs> Cuz um, I made
1: that sign with And the, you um... made
0: a, yeah, you made a sign with a honey badger like <laughs> killing a snake or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember you printed it off and you put it it was like Sue's being the honey badger and the snake being 2020. Um, um, and you and print I put it, it off in your and cubicle put it on at my work. desk. Yeah. <laughs> and we laughed about it and everything we thought it was hilarious and then when i returned to the office then in like 2021 or something i think it was mm-hmm. or 2022 um uh, you had left at that point and i came back to the office and that poster was still <laughs> sitting there on my desk
1: and then we had another like morbid laugh because we didn't want to cry laugh about it
0: yeah how little we knew at the time
1: <laughs> oh god yeah now we're we we know better than to we are fully glass half empty people at this point
0: <laughs> yeah exactly but in saying that though 2024 is still gonna be our year so it's fine
1: yeah well it's yeah. gonna it's the first year where um it's our first like full podcast year yep
0: yeah, yeah it's our, I was actually like sitting down last night looking at like the number of podcast episodes that we'd have out by the end of the year and it was staggering like I was just kind of like it kind of blew my mind a little bit <laughs> so uh yeah it's um it's gonna be fun it's gonna be really cool yeah. to see how well, we'll reflect on this in January 25 when inevitably some other plague or something has happened and we'll be like why did we do
1: this (laughs) (laughs) well we'll we'll still find refuge in our hauntings and our alien visitations and our paranormal shenanigans
0: oh yeah (laughs) yeah because there are quite a lot
1: (laughs) yes 100 percent.
0: yeah so to start today i as everyone knows now i've effectively become the resident ufo person um so you need to fix that (laughs) Uh,
1: i i i don't see rob i'm quite comfortable being the like the the solid skull. To, yeah. to your insane molder <laughs>
0: you in your lane
1: <laughs> uh, yeah exactly like I have a tin hat I see it on my desk I don't think I can put it on. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, give it time.
1: Yeah. Well, you—it just gives like it's your challenge. You have to convince me.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I—I I thought I nearly got there with Rendlesham. To be fair, and you—you
1: uh, really—you presented some like solid evidence with Rendlesham. Yeah. I, I will give you that.
0: Yeah. You—you—I lost your right at the end, but I, I nearly had you. Um, I absolutely will not be convincing you today, though. I can tell you that right now.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that even more.
0: Yeah. So, firstly, as our uh, resident American, um, what do you know of West Virginia?
1: Um, take me. Home home to the place. (laughs) Uh, Like, I I know that. Um, Apologies for my terrible singing voice. Um, I know like Appalachian like mining country uh I don't think it's a particularly I think it's kind of a poor state overall um I've never been there but uh I would I would assume yeah I would kind of assume like a rust belt kind of vibe am I right
0: I I believe so from what I've looked into that's that's pretty much exactly what I knew as well so um you know we're we're lots of forests lots of forests that's the thing
1: (laughs) yeah exactly because I was like if he's talking aliens then there's got to be some forest involved
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's, that's, yeah. So today we're, we're in West Virginia. Specifically, September 12th, 1952, West Virginia.
1: Ooh, okay. That's gonna be rural as fuck.
0: Oh, yeah. So even if West Virginia is rural today, I can only imagine what it was like in 1952. And I just have to ask as well, just so I know, have you heard of the Flatwoods Monster?
1: No, I really haven't.
0: (laughs) This is, this is all good. You're checking all the boxes this morning for... (laughs) quite the episode perfect so uh as i said we're in west virginia the year is 1952 specifically september 12th uh, at 7:15 p.m i'm coming at you with exact times today
1: jesus all right
0: yeah two brothers edward and fred may and their friend tommy hire were just you know doing their thing being i, I believe teenagers just you know t- doing teenage things I- i'm assuming uh 1950s they're probably smoking already
1: Oh, I'm sure they've been smoking since the womb.
0: Yeah, they probably have BMXs. I'm basically just picturing Stand By Me, actually. Now that I think about it, <laughs>
1: like an earlier version of Stand By Me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just, just doing, just, just doing West Virginia things, basically. Yep. So the three boys, they are outside. They see this bright object in the sky. Curiously, they don't know what it is, and as they're looking at it, they begin to feel this sense of dread. They, mm. they don't know what's going on, and they see. This object streak across the night sky, leaving a trail as what I just saw described online as leaving a trail of curiosity and fear in its wake.
1: Oh, well, can't can't be that description.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so people did not know what this was. They gathered that the object went in a certain direction and they could kind of like figure out where it went based on, on its trajectory. The accepted uh, view at the time was that it definitely seemed to land uh, or crash. That's They, okay. they weren't certain, but it, it, it made landfall. So the boys went to the home of uh, Kathleen May. Mm hmm. And they told her their story and c- clearly they seemed to convince her enough because based on their conversation, she was swayed and agreed to go with them uh, along with another local kid, Neil Nunley and Ronnie Shaver of the West Virginia National Guardsmen.
1: These are some proper 1950s West Virginia names. Oh, <laughs> like sure. yeah. It sounds like you're making them up.
0: Oh, I know. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, apologies. The boys were Neil Nunley and Ronnie Shaver. And then there also happened to be a West Virginia National Guardsman called Eugene Lemon. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And uh, he was there as well and decided to assist them. And he agreed that he would accompany the boys and Kathleen to locate whatever it was that they had seen. Mm Mm-hmm. So they seem to surmise that the object seemed to land at the uh, property of a local farmer uh, whose name is G. Bailey Fisher. Uh, so far- Farmer Fisher, or the Fisher farm, <laughs> except either. <laughs> so Farmer Fisher's farm, they agreed. That's where it landed. The boys were, they were certain of this. And they said, look, let's go. Let's have a look. National Guardsman, I'm assuming he probably has a gun because he's a National Guardsman. Um, and it's West Virginia. So they probably all have guns, actually. Oh, yeah. They decided to round up and, and head out 100 uh, for whatever it was that that crashed or landed,
1: so so they they fully buy into these the the boys' story. They're they're oh yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: Like they are like the boys are clearly like quite convincing because um there was no question about this. They they were just like yeah, you know you clearly saw something. uh You know they 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 fully bought into it. Whatever it was, the, the, whatever the boys said or <laughs> whatever they did, I don't know. But they they were clearly they said enough or said the right words that, uh, that they all believed them. All, all these.
1: I mean, to be fair though, it's not like they're—they're like, they're not like m- missing an episode of Gogglebox or something. <laughs> like, they probably didn't have much to do on an evening.
0: That—that <laughs> that is very true, actually. Now that I think of it, maybe they were just like, well, you know.
1: What the fuck else we're gonna be doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's actually a valid point. You know, I, I hadn't actually considered that. So, um,
1: or yeah. they could just be a uh, like not that uh, they could just be a village of people like us, like paranormal looky loos.
0: You know what? That that could be the case as well. You know, the, these could be a bunch of paranormal investigators in this town that are like, no, do you know what? We're gonna get to the bottom of this. Yep. Uh, to be fair, 1952. This is what like five years post Roswell. Roswell was 1947, mm. I believe. So. like this is like peak ufo time like all the like magazines and stuff at the time was about like flying saucers and men from mars and all that sort of stuff so
1: yeah yeah yeah. no it it makes sense okay i'm on board with the it was just it just took me aback i was like oh it's it it," because you would think like two boys coming up being like i saw something in the sky like it would yep. be take a bit more convincing but uh, all right I'm on board the whole town's into it let's let's go figure it out what it is
0: brilliant yeah and I also love the the accent he dropped in there real quick so I, I appreciate that <laughs> as well um, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to and so I chose not to oh
1: I'm I, I want to state on the record that I have no idea how people sound in West Virginia really so that was just my interpretation of a vaguely no, no. southern accent
0: it's, it's canon now it's, it's lore on it's the canon. podcast that's, that's what West Virginia people sound like (laughs) okay yeah um so actually funnily enough based on our podcast stats uh total segue uh we actually do have a listener in west virginia
1: oh fuck yeah okay well we might not after this one
0: yeah so we've either done them justice or offended them and either way i apologize (laughs)
1: Exactly. A hundred percent.
0: So yeah, so let's go back. So we're we're here, the boys have seen this light streak across the sky. Mm-hmm. They believe it's landed at the, the property of Farmer Fisher and they basically round up a squad of of the, the like what five boys at this point and the National Guardsman. Yep. Eugene Lemon, by the way, fantastic name. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, like regardless of his rank, like he's either like Private Lemon <laughs> or like Sergeant Cur- Lemon. Colonel Lemon? Yeah, Colonel General Lemon. <laughs> 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 I'm <laughs> sorry. So, Lieutenant uh, Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably just thinking it's communists um, invading. So he's just like fully prepared for, for war, obviously.
1: Mm, yeah. So
0: yeah, they go to the farmer's farm, fisher farm, and they start to investigate. The group are looking around. They don't really see anything. And they decide to walk to the top of a hill so they could maybe get a better uh, like vantage point of the area and see if they can kind of spot anything uh, in, in the darkness. Mm. So yeah, at this point, like as I said, yeah, it's 7 15 pm in September. So I'd imagine it's probably dark at this point. Yeah, yeah. So it's both probably a help and a hindrance because if something is, say, on fire, they'll see it in the darkness easier. Um, mm. But if it's not, then, you know, <laughs> you're in for a bad time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so as they approach the top of this hill one of the boys uh, Neil Nunley he kind of lets out a shout and lets them know that he sees something he thinks it's a, he says it's a pulsing red light in the distance and the the group kind of like converge on him and he's like telling them like yeah no I see it over here like it's a pulsing red light it's it's off in the distance there mm-hmm. so they decide to walk a bit closer towards the light because they all start to see it then and Lemon the National Guardsman he has uh, flashlight with him and he decides to point the torch in the direction of the pulsing red light and as the light beam moves across the darkness and makes its way towards the pulsing red light they Mm -hmm. momentarily claim that they saw a tall quote man like figure with a round red face surrounded by a pointed hood like shape
1: okay oh wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute (laughs) All right, so repeat that. So red face, tall, pointed what?
0: Yeah, so the quote is, a man-like figure with a round uh-huh. red face surrounded by a pointed hood-like shape.
1: I mean, I don't want to say it, but pointed hoods are not are not a good sign.
0: <laughs> I
1: hadn't even made that connection. <laughs> I'm just, like that, unfortunately, coming where I come from, that, this is
0: nineteen fifties Virginia. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> Alien wouldn't have been the first thing I thought of,
0: and not the scariest thing. Flew walking around. No, the woods. not
1: but Alien would have been a gift. <laughs> Did I just break you?
0: I had not even remotely made that connection. <laughs>
1: uh yeah curiously
0: he also described it as a hood like shape that was his first <laughs> description yeah
1: i mean at this point now i'm on i want i want it to be an alien please <laughs> be an alien
0: yeah so it could uh, unfortunately yeah that is a, an unfortunate uh <laughs> association yeah, yeah. Uh, i will do my best to convince you otherwise
1: good i'm i'm currently just like i said i please be an alien
0: yeah so i i'll i'll put your mind at ease i don't think it's a clansman so. okay thank Thank god because
1: yeah. <laughs> i was like that's a twist i don't want in the story please
0: yeah no you don't you don't want that We're, we deal with like spooky things we don't deal with that
1: no that would be far from the paranormal playground
0: <laughs> yeah that that is that goes from spooky to terrifying and we don't we don't deal with that
1: no not at all okay so sorry continue continue <laughs>
0: So yeah, uh, tall... I'll read the description again Man like figure With a round red face Surrounded by a pointed Hood like shape mm-hmm. So obviously With eyewitness testimony Some of the descriptions varied So uh, in an article For Fate magazine hmm. uh, Based on tape recorded interviews The UFO writer Gary Barker Seemed to Or sorry Grey Barker uh, Seemed to dis- Like he's he's kind of From all the interviews He's done I think he He's settled on Describing the figure as quote approximately 10 feet or 3 meters tall with a round blood red face a large pointed hood like shape around the face eye like shapes which emitted greenish orange light and a dark black or grey body hmm okay he also described the figure as having small claw like hands clothing like folds and a head that resembled the ace of spades what the fuck (laughs) yeah and according to the story when the figure was kind of seen in the light it made a hissing sound and glided towards the group oh god that's creepy yeah so there's quite a bit to unpack here (laughs) so yeah
1: it feels like the the uh sorry the descriptions seem rather like like bits and pieces just don't fit together or they shouldn't be together
0: yeah so firstly it's 10 feet tall or three meters which that's very large Um, Uh, Oh,
1: yeah, I mean, I think anything, like, my husband's height, who's 6'4", or taller, is just huge.
0: Yeah, so this is, like, this dude makes Shaq look small. (laughs) So, um, it had a round, blood-red face, which they all agree on, Mm -hmm. and a large, pointed... Hood like shape around the face, okay. so that doesn't. We don't necessarily know if it's a hood or if it's like just an additional shape of the head or something. And they've just mm-hmm. agreed that it looks like a hood. And as you pointed out worryingly, <laughs> they, why do they all know what hoods look
1: like what, precisely? <laughs>
0: yeah. But then there's also these eye like shapes around it. So okay. there's I'm imagining kind of like a um, series of unfortunate events style, like count uh, the like count Olas like that. You know that eye tattoo that he has
1: oh yeah yeah yeah
0: that sort of shape around it which are emitting Mm -hmm. greenish orange light Okay, then, that's,
1: it's, it's a bit like Magnus Archives the eye. Kind yeah, of. exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then a dark black or green body, which is fair, like if it's dark and all, it's, it's tough to tell the difference, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also then crucially, small claw-like hands, cloning like folds, and a head that resembled the ace of spades.
1: That, 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 that bit about the head, that's, that's, that's rather strange.
0: Yeah. So, says I'm going to send you a picture from 1952 oh of them holding holding a picture of what it looked like. And I want your honest reaction when you see this.
1: I'm just going to state for the audience: there's a series of photographs on our discourse, our Discord, excuse me, chat, um, that are like without context of the podcast are completely insane. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. I've just I've just gotten the what (laughs) 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 what. Um, okay, it looks like if someone... Okay, this is my honest opinion. It looks like if someone were asked to draw the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland, but through the filter of Picasso meets meets the ring.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I accept it, that. Because
1: it looks a bit... I, I don't even know where to start. Like, <laughs> the the ace of spade-shaped head, like, is that hair? Is that, like, is that is that flesh? Yep. It also looks like it's wearing a lovely gown.
0: Oh yeah, flawless gown. Like that, have to have to accept that. That is, it's a great, great dress.
1: I also love that the two people flanking the, like holding up the photo are like proper, like 1950s-esque Americana. And yet, and are looking at you like, yeah, this is what we fucking saw. <laughs> like are, there is no like bashfulness about like thinking this is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I just noticed actually, and I'll share this photo in the description so people can have a look at it as well. And we'll share it on Instagram, the actual picture. Um, yeah. I've just noticed the woman on the right. She's wearing a fucking cape.
1: She is. Oh, yeah. It's she's very fashionable.
0: Yeah, I, I got to give it to her. But um, yeah, this this is allegedly what they saw. And I'm assuming this is from a this, this is from a news a newspaper article. Perfect. So, yeah, this this is uh quite the interesting picture. It's real 1950s alien style kind of creepy creature sort of look uh, that they've got going on. But it, it pretty much matches the description. Now, it isn't black and white, obviously, so the, the colors aren't there, but it pretty much matches the description of I, I think what what they said
1: it is both exactly what I was imagining and also not at all what I was imagining and in some weird way
0: yeah exactly um I sent you another picture Suze which is which is in color um oh yeah and it's more just for the the shown like scale of like height against a guy
1: yeah I'm wondering how like that must have just the sheer like even if it had just been completely humanoid that would have been terrifying just the sheer size
0: yeah I will say now that you said it to me the outline of it genuinely looks like the queen of Hearts from alice in
1: i mean that was literally the first thing i saw
0: yeah it does it really does
1: well particularly with that like dashing dress it has got on
0: yeah for sure the, there are the, as it as it also said the like creepy claw-like hands mm,
1: coming mm-hmm. from it
0: so yeah that's that's allegedly what it looks like <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Let, let, let's keep going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as I, as I said, so according to the story, the creature, figure, whatever you want to describe it, it made a hissing sound and then, quote, glided towards the group. So, mm-hmm. crucially, they don't say that it walked towards them or ran, but it glided. And then Lemon, the National Guardsman, he screamed and dropped his flashlight, which caused the group to run away.
1: I mean, yeah, if the National Guardsman's not, not got your back anymore, it's time to skedaddle. Yeah, if the
0: National Guardsman's like, nah
1: (laughs) like if if lieutenant lemon is not on board with this it's time to go
0: (laughs) yeah exactly so yeah this is it's gonna be a no for me so so then yeah moving on the air itself as they said was charged with an otherworldly energy as uh, they described a hissing or sizzling sound Mm. which was then accompanied by a noxious odor that hung thickly in the air
1: oh okay
0: so the atmosphere then seemed to change it became surreal as this as they described a pungent mist gross seemed to like envelop the witnesses as they tried to
1: run away okay can I can I ask for a pause just a second to kind of recap so they so these boys have this is like the creature that they're seeing is purportedly the source of this pungent mist and has they're assuming is what what they saw like in the sky yeah that's what they're assuming okay 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 I'm with you I'm with you
0: so they, they don't know so they have seen this light in the sky, they've come to this farm to investigate it. They've basically got a squad together. They've mm-hmm. come, they've come to the farm, they're investigating it, they've seen this pulsing red light, and then as they find the pulsing red light, I think they're assuming it's either going to be uh like flying saucer or something. Right. And they find that then it's this creature that's actually looking at them.
1: Okay, okay. So
0: as they go to run away, they're hit by this pungent mist, and they describe this nausea and throat irritation sweeping through the group, hmm. leaving them as they said paralyzed with fear but they managed to escape they, they just kept running basically so they they just noped out of there as quick as they could yeah so they get away and naturally in uh, as all things uh, go with this uh whispers of the associated ufo sighting spread like wildfire oh of course <laughs> yeah and it spread quickly so <laughs> it, it spread around quite a lot very very fast newspapers were picking picking this up straight away they kind of descend on the town there's like the charleston daily mail talks about it there's like ufo investigators coming to the town like a a lot come here fate magazine is another one like it Mm -hmm. kind of it spreads around and it's not just in west virginia like there's there's like other um other news agencies are like hearing about it across the country and they're also like reporting on it at the time so it does kind of get out there and get around yeah so it's it's a an interesting one anyway but yeah as i said as these things happen it spreads like wildfire
1: yeah well because it and you can kind of understand that, because A, it's the 1950s, they ain't got nothing else going on, on, like, a local level. Yep. B, it's, yeah, you've got the kind of Red Scare concern, yep. uh, poli- politics, hap- Cold War kind of stuff. And then, on the other hand, you've also got, like, the Age of Rockets and space travel and things, and and Roswell. So it kind of com- completely marries all these things, and yet also throws in a bit of uh, what I would imagine would be kind of, like, Appalachian folklore of kind of almost a Sasquatch figure yeah
0: exactly like very very much so like it, it it kind of I think this is probably the perfect sort of area and time for this sort of thing to happen like there's there's just a lot going on in the world at the moment and yeah it, it all just kind of like lands nicely to to what's going on yeah so the group get out of there they know nope about a local sheriff or the local sheriff sorry and a, a deputy had also been investigating reports of a crashed aircraft in the area at the time so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming other people have seen the light and They've said, oh, it went in the direction of, you know, the, the farm. Uh, yeah. You should go investigate. They were interviewed after this, and they claimed that they searched the site of the reported monster, but they said that they, quote, saw, heard, and smelled nothing. Okay. And according to the, like, eyewitnesses and things, like, that, yeah, the, the sheriff and the deputy, they, they said nothing was there. Mm-hmm. The uh, UFO writer that I talked about earlier, Gray Barker, he claims that the next day, uh, A. Lee Stewart Jr. Uh, of the Braxton Democrat... Uh, Uh, wrote and claimed to have discovered skid marks in the field Mm. and as he said an odd gummy deposit which he attributed as evidence of the saucer landing.
1: Oh, so now now he's like, there's a ship.
0: Yeah, so no one has seen a ship. No one has. The only thing that's been seen is this light and then this creature. Right. No ship has been seen. But they accept that the skid marks and this gummy deposit on the ground are evidence of a saucer landing. And they themselves use the term saucer. So, yeah, there's, there's kind of, people are adding to the story as it's going. So it's gone now from a light in the sky to a 10 foot monster to now uh, a a flying saucer landed and then took off again
1: hmm okay
0: yeah so that kind of ends the story there effectively so uh, they I've seen there was a a news editor online I think his name is Holt Byrne he says that newspaper stories were carried throughout the country radio broadcasts were carried on large networks and hundreds of phone calls were received from all parts of the country Mm -hmm. Um, and the national press services actually rated the story number 11 for the entire year for the entire nation. Ooh, and a, a minister from brooklyn uh came to question the may family and apparently was like agreed that they were telling the truth mm-hmm. and a pittsburgh paper even sent like a special reporter and like ufo writers as i mentioned gray barker and another one uh, ivan t sanderson they all like arrived and investigated and yeah that's where this whole kind of thing grew legs effectively and became known as the flatwoods
1: monster oh and it's got it's got kind of everything doesn't
0: it it does it really does. It's even got multiple names which is great so it's the there's the flatwoods monster the braxton county monster braxy or my favorite the phantom of the flatwoods
1: oh hell yeah we're going with Phantom of the Flatwoods
0: yeah so lots going on there as I said yeah all these people descended this I don't know why a minister decided to come from Brooklyn but yeah he questioned the family and I think said that they were telling the truth and as I said the newspapers descended which is the source of that picture I sent to you so like it is making national news like it's spreading across the nation especially on like radio and things like that like it's really spreading quite a bit Yeah. so that kind of concludes the story so the actual events of what happens so I I'm going to check in with you first before I continue on with some potential explanations. So what what do you think of this so far?
1: Well, I'm the story is intriguing in that, but also kind of the 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 wide variety of things going on kind of lends itself to my skepticism. Yeah. Um because we've got like we've got a monster, we've got a we've got a pungent odor, mist, we've got gummy residue, we've got a ship, we've got pulsing red light, we've kind of got a it's it's a bit of a grab bag yep. of UFO cryptid kind of shenanigans. So I I it is interesting that the newspaper picked up on it uh so um, interesting but unsurprising um and that people gravitated toward it but uh yeah i remain to be convinced in any particular direction because it's to me it seems like it's got too much going on yeah
0: that's fair i get that That, that's more than fair
1: but again i'm willing i'm i'm willing to suspend disbelief as i usually am so i'm keen to hear your thoughts
0: that's fair i i i'll save my thoughts at the end (laughs) Okay. Okay. So uh, I'll I'll go into some uh, as I saw described uh, on the Wikipedia article for it as conventional explanations. Oh, okay. So I, I I think we know what the, uh, the the main explanation is is that it was an alien. Yeah. So in 2000, so this is still going on 48 years after the, the event. Joe Nickel, who is a member of the so he's a skeptic and an mm-hmm. investigator of the paranormal. So
1: he's a he, is he like a, a Doctor Strand? type figure.
0: Yeah, so he's literally a member of the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, or as oh. they're known CSI.
1: Oh, fuck, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they're a non-profit organization which seeks to promote scientific inquiry, critical investigation into the paranormal and all things strange. Okay. Very. They sound very cool, actually. Um, they yeah. also have a great, like, logo that was clearly created in around 2001 and they've, they've oh. stuck with it, so I, I respect that. They, after investigating, Joe Nickel concluded that the bright light in the sky reported by witnesses was most likely a meteor mm-hmm. and that the pulsing red light was likely an aircraft navigation or hazard beacon and um, right. so you know those kind of like lights in the sky like the the or sorry the lights on the ground for the like flashing lights to let aircraft know that they're approaching the ground yeah, yeah, yeah. he he kind of surmises that because it was potentially on a farm you could have those sort of lights there it, mm-hmm. it would make sense and he also says that the creature described by the witnesses is most likely an owl <laughs>
1: Okay, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. So... (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so he suggested that witnesses' perceptions were distorted by their heightened sense of anxiety, and that what they described was most likely a barn owl.
1: Okay, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You've broken me. Um, I'm sorry. As someone who... As someone with generalized anxiety disorder who experiences a lot of anxiety on a daily basis... (laughs) I have never been so anxious that I've mistaken something the size of a barn owl to be 10 feet tall. Well, sis,
0: have you you ever gone to investigate a UFO?
1: (laughs) No, but but I've just, that just seems so like, I've never thought, I've never seen something that is reminiscent of a Queen of Hearts clansman with red eyes and a red face. and claws and thought, ah, owl.
0: Yeah. So I, the, I'll send you a picture of a barn owl if you want so you can see where he's going with this.
1: Oh, no, no, I, I'm, I'm, I've seen Labyrinth enough. I've, I'm fully on board with what a barn owl looks like, but... I just,
0: so he's he's basically yeah. So he's basically saying that uh, because they were in this like heightened sense of like anxiety and fear and things like that, that there was probably just a barn owl in a tree. Okay, and that he's saying that the barn owl's like claw-like hands are its talons, and its face is shaped like the ace of spades.
1: I mean, in a very vague kind of way, oh, <laughs> I, I suppose. I
0: agree, but yeah. So what he's saying is, is, that it could have been in a tree. The they're all kind of worked up; they're anxious. Okay. They spin the torch around, mm. look into a tree, and there's this barn owl staring at them, and that they all basically just panic. Okay. And that it gliding towards them was probably was it, it just flying off the tree. Okay. Oh, okay. I guess. So that that's his his kind of that's his explanation so he goes on then and says that on the night of the sighting a meteor had actually been observed across three states uh, Maryland Pennsylvania and West Virginia Mm -hmm. and according to him I don't know how he discovered this but according to him three three flashing red aircraft beacons were also visible from the area of the sightings okay which would account for descriptions of the red light and a red tint on the face of the supposed monster I don't know about that I Hmm. am a bit more skeptical around that because either an aircraft is like flying quite low in the sky to be able to cause a red pulsing on the ground um in which case you would hear it i would assume mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and you'd be like oh that's a plane uh, or it's flying so high up in the sky that you can't hear it at all and there's just a faint red light coming i i don't know i'm not convinced by that but that that's what he's saying anyway okay so he then concludes his investigation by saying that the shape movement and sounds reported by the witnesses were also consistent with a silhouette flight pattern and call of a startled bar- barn owl perched on a tree limb
1: F- fuck it all right
0: and he said that the researchers basically concluded that the foliage beneath the owl may have created the illusion of the lower portions of a creature described as being a pleated green skirt. And the researchers also, also concluded that the witness's inability to agree on whether the creature had arms combined with May's report of it having small claw-like hands which extended in front of it also matched the descriptions of a barn owl with its talons gripping a tree branch okay uh, so I, I don't know another skeptic ryan Hoped or hopped says that the tracks that they saw on the ground remember those skid marks that they talked about yeah yeah he supposedly interviewed a, a local boy at the time max lockard mm-hmm. he claims that he drove around the area hoping to see something in his chevy truck and that by him doing this the paranormal investigators basically concluded that the tracks were the oily residue and bits of rubbery substance basically left from the truck so i don't know about that and then he says then that the nausea reported by some of the witnesses was a symptom consistent with hysteria and overexertion
1: oh god it's always hysteria isn't it yeah so uh i mean okay don't get me wrong i am on i am on the skeptic side here i mm -hmm. i fully believe that it's 100 percent explainable what was going on however the the things that they've come up to explain it are not the the most convincing in my opinion
0: that's exactly how i feel about it I I don't think it was a monster. No. But like, lads, come on. Like,
1: Like a barn owl? Like, come on.
0: I just, yeah. So I I think what kind of gets me on this one is these locals live here. So if there's barn owls around, they know what a barn owl looks like. Yes. Like, they're going to see a barn owl... They're not going to be thinking it's, like, this red creature that's ten foot tall and is, like, hissing at them and emitting this, like, noxious like noxious smell and everything. I just, I don't know. That, that for me, I don't, I don't think is, it, it's just not a very solid explanation. I, I accept the meteor because that's very clearly what it was.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're both of the agreement that it's completely explainable, but what they've come up with is not what it should be.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, like, there's so much kind of just, like, coincidence to it where it's like oh there was a plane flying overhead and it would have had a red pulse coming off it and it was visible from the the site but i don't know of any red pulsing lights off planes that at a cruising altitude would be bright enough to light up <laughs> the ground below them
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: so i i don't know like it's just it's a it's almost like it's like they're trying to find multiple bits to fit into the story they're like they're trying to prove it by finding multiple explanations yes but yeah i'd, I'd look so that kind of ends it there so the officials in flatwood afterwards they erected a welcome sign which designated the town as a home of the green monster
1: oh great
0: and the the town also commemorate the legend in its annual Flatwood Days Festival.
1: I swear any t- small town in America will grab onto the paranormal as like a cash cow in any way it can. Oh
0: yeah, for sure. So actually in the town of Sutton, which is in Braxton County, um, there's the Flatwood Monster Museum and it's dedicated to the legend. And then the Braxton County Convention and Visitors Bureau also built a series of five tall chairs in the shape of the monster to serve as landmarks and visitor attractions. <laughs> I'm going to send what? you a picture of the chair. Okay.
1: I'm, I need that. Oh my god. Yeah. That looks even more like the Queen of Hearts.
0: It does. And yeah, the Bureau rewards visitors who photograph all five chairs with stickers that say Free Braxy.
1: Okay, I'm officially making this a stop on our eventual trip to the U.S. together. <laughs>
0: yeah it's this it's is pretty I, w-
1: I want one of those stickers
0: yeah so for anyone uh, i'll i'll put this picture in the description as well um this is a large chair like big fuck off chair that i'm suppose i'm assuming it's supposed to make it like look that it's towering over you when you sit in it Mm-hmm. It is just this alien straight out of the nineteen fifties with this big red face on it <laughs> and some sort of like bluey silver like armor. <laughs> all yeah, can describe on it and a utility belt
1: <laughs> and a flowing green skirt.
0: Yeah, just chilling there. So yeah, it's it's a weird one, but yeah, there's, there's so this, the, the town loves it basically.
1: Well, so this has been this has been an interesting one. Like you said, because it's it's part alien, part cryptid, part paranormal kind of yeah it's 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 a kind of a strange one oh
0: yeah oh for sure and like the legacy of it is still kind of like knocking about like it's still being referenced so like there was apparently like a song in like 2013 some like west virginian rock singer referenced it it's been in video games like fallout 76 oh right and uh there's been documentaries made about it and the crown of it all it featured in a history channel episode from the project blue project blue book series titled the flatwoods monster
1: oh my god so it's it's been given full legitimacy now that it's been on the history channel
0: <laughs> yeah the home of ancient aliens has made it one of their own oh fantastic but that that concludes it that, that kind of that ends it all there like it, it's still knocking about in the legacy like the town has kind of just leaned into it there they they've fully commercialized it
1: oh in, in a proper like yeah that the, the proper pathway of capitalism i think For has sure. been has, has yeah. been achieved
0: yeah they, they they've got what they wanted out of it
1: oh yeah And you know what? I kind of respect him for that. I'm like, I'm on board with it.
0: Yeah, it was the same as what we saw in Aurora as well, where they set up like the, the, like, museum and the the giant UFO that they constructed in the town and stuff, so.
1: Oh yeah, and the Marfa lights and like the Mothman and all that. Like, it's... Oh yeah,
0: yeah. They 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 know what they're doing. This is like standard sure. small town America. Let's make let's build a museum to it and then charge people probably like twenty dollars to enter. It.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent.
0: But yeah, that 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 ends there. It's um it's a weird weird case. I really enjoyed reading about it, but it is bizarre.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really is, and it is. It leaves um. I think the ex the explanation leaves as much to the imagination as the purported paranormal sighting.
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like it's it, it's so funny because clearly the town just like they've just decided to just completely lean into it and they're perfectly fine with it. Yeah, like they they're they're just they're fine with it. They they, they know what they're doing. So it's 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 yeah. Like when you look online, if anyone is listening. Like if you just go onto the like if you just Google Flatwoods Monster and then just go into images. There's just so many drawings of what the Flatwoods monster (laughs) looks like. it's bizarre it's absolutely bizarre but i i love it I, I i'm all here for this just weird story it it's just it's just so
1: strange oh yeah and it's and coming out of the 1950s as well it's um it just seems it just seems appropriate in time and space and everything going on it, it's like the perfect culmination of a hundred different cultural and political and social things going on at the time
0: well, that's it and i just what i love is is just they can't decide if it's an alien or a monster
1: well th- that's it isn't it like it did is it from like was it in a ship is, is it is it itself a ship is it like what is happening
0: yeah it, it just like it's yeah it's it's bizarre but it's it's a fun case i loved it and it's like just such a quintessential just like 1950s like monster story basically
1: absolutely no that was great i really enjoyed that yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of, that concludes us. yeah. We're, that's, we're, we're at the end. now of the Flatwoods Monster, another just bizarre creature <laughs> covered. <laughs> I, um, I was very excited to discover other references to creatures while I was investigating this, so I now have a list.
1: Oh, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, like, this has given me ideas for other things as well, so I think, uh we're this is good fodder for future episodes oh
0: yeah 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 this 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 is this is going to contribute to many a case going forward (laughs)
1: i can't i can't wait to hear about it
0: yeah <laughs> but yeah that that uh that ends it there guys i uh i hope you've enjoyed this one if you have your own stories that you'd like to send in uh you can get to us on instagram at the spooky af pod i think that's basically where we're our most active and we also have a gmail address if you want to email us the spooky podcast at gmail.com um yeah send us in your stories send us in your experiences and we'll be more than happy to read them out i'm sure at some point oh yeah i, I did little teaser for a future episode I listener did send me their experience with seeing shadow men while they experienced <gasps> sleep paralysis oh i love that so i have a written account that uh i i will be sharing at some point uh oh, that's fantastic! excited to read it so but yeah i i hope you all enjoyed this episode and you know you you've gotten your your dose of spooky for the weekend and that, that that's it from us guys i i as i said I hope you have a good weekend and we'll we'll see you in the next episode take it easy guys
1: bye guys